want us to go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter number 16 this morning. My, my, it's a privilege to be back with you. Well, this is not back here. We were with you last year, but this is all brand new. I told Brother Joe, I said, this looks like the first Baptist church. And uh, I mean, everything beautified, and uh, I'm telling you, just beautiful. He took me all through the building, showed me everything, I reckon. And uh, just, uh, I'm telling you, can't believe what the Lord's done for you. He said, I'm going to show you some pictures of the way it used to look. He said, I'm going to show you some pictures before we did all this remodeling. But my, how God's blessed you. I told one of the brothers, I told him, sitting right there, that brother right there, I said, you ought to be a running and shouting. He said, I done been doing that. I said, you need to do it again. God's been so good to this people here, and I appreciate the Lord's blessings upon you. Now, it's Jubilee time, and we've met to worship the Lord. and Just let him have his will, have his way. And stir our hearts, revive us, refresh us, just whatever the Lord wants to do. But I'm glad one day that he passed by where I was. I'm glad he came to me when I couldn't get to him. And saved me by his marvelous grace. Now, if a choir gets to singing any better, somebody will have to tie a rock down, hold me down. I mean, you'll have to chain me over there somewhere. Choir done a superb job. Brother Kurt done a good job. And uh, when Brother James and Nancy gets in here, Clint and Donna tonight... We're just going to have a good time. Now, if your shoes are too tight, take them off. If your tie's too tight, loosen it. I mean, let's get comfortable to where we can just get in the meeting and worship the Lord this morning. All right? Book of Ezekiel, chapter number 16. I want to begin reading. Well, for the sake of time, I'll just read verse number 6, and then we'll go back and look at some of these verses as the Lord leads this morning. Would you stand with me as we read? The book of Ezekiel, chapter 16, verse number 6. The Bible said, And when I passed by thee, and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, When thou wast in thy blood, live. Yea, I said unto thee, When thou wast in thy blood, live. Father, we ask you now to help us. We ask you, God, the Holy Ghost, to touch us today. We pray that you'd bless your other men all across the nation and land that are preaching. The Lord, we pray that you'll pass by here today and help us in the meeting. We thank you for the good singing, Lord, and how that it blessed and stirred our hearts. And thank you for meeting with us this morning early there at the motel room and blessing us there. And we're just asking you, Lord, uh, to favor us with your grace and with your presence in these days of meeting. Now, Lord, do what you want to do and say what you want to say and help us, Lord, to be hungry and, and thirsty this morning, Lord, and pour out upon us those waters of revival, the waters of refreshing. How we do need you, Lord, and help us this morning to magnify the Lord Jesus and may all the glory redound unto him this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Now here in the book of Ezekiel, chapter number 16, in the verses that we, the verse we read this morning, we find Ezekiel as God's messenger to the nation of Israel. And, and when he comes to chapter number 16, if you read verse 1 down through verse 14, that he's dealing with the birth of the nation of Israel. He's dealing where God found them and where he brought them from. And then in verse number 15 through verse number 63, uh, he deals with the backsliding of that same nation. He deals with how they went away from God, how they forgot God, uh, how they turned to their idols, uh, 
But I want us to notice this morning from verse number 6, and the Bible said, And when I pass by thee, now, I want to preach for a little while with the help of the Lord on when the Lord passed by and things that happen when Jesus passes by. Now, as you look at this, there's great pictures of the grace of God to be found in that Old Testament. I love to go back to Second Samuel chapter 9 and look at Mephibosheth down there in a far country. Way down in the land of Lodibar, and how the grace of God brought him out, and brought him to the king's table. That's a beautiful picture of the grace of God. And then over there in Luke chapter number 10, that old man, that boy that journeyed down to Jericho and fell among thieves. And you find how that Samaritan came where he was. And brought him out of the pit that he was in. Out of the ditch of sin that he was in. There's a beautiful picture of the grace of God. And then that old prodigal son, friend, down in the hog pen, in the slime, in the muck, in the mire. But how God's amazing grace brought the revelation to him. That there's bread to spare at the Father's house. And I will arise and go to my Father. And there's pictures of the grace of God to be found both in the Old and the New Testament. But here in Ezekiel chapter number 16, here's a beautiful picture of God's grace on display. Now I want you to go back with me for just a moment and look at verse number 3. And notice here there's a reason for grace. And there's a reason for grace to operate and to go into action. And here's what Ezekiel said. God said, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Under Jerusalem, Thy birth and thy nativity is of the land of Canaan. Now here he's dealing with their birth. And where he found this nation and the condition they is in. He said, Thy father was an Amorite and thy mother a Hittite. And as for thy nativity, in the day that thou wast born, thy navel was not cut, neither wast thou worst in water to supple thee. Thou wast not salted at all, nor swaddled at all. None I pitied thee to do any of these unto thee, to have compassion upon thee. But thou wast cast out into the open field, to the loathing of thy person, in the day that thou wast born. Now there is the condition that God found Israel in. But oh, there's a greater picture here. To my own heart, this is the same condition I was in, Brother Kurt, when God found me. Now notice the Bible said in verse 4, Thy navel was not cut. Here you see this little baby. Its navel is not cut. Now here's the picture. Let me lay it before you. It's the picture of an aborted baby. Are you listening? It's a picture of an aborted baby. Its navel's not been cut. Mother doesn't want it. And daddy doesn't want it. Why, daddy said, Mama, it looks like a Hittite. And mother said, No, it looks like an Amorite. And they said, We don't want it. And they cast it out into that field. 
that. And the cord is untouched. Man, I remember when I was attached to this world that I couldn't cut myself loose. That I tried religion. That I tried reformation. That I tried rehabilitation. That I tried everything to get cut loose from this world. That but I couldn't do it. Notice that he said, Neither was thou washed in water. The baby's unclean. Now, do you see that old placenta on it? Do you see the afterbirth? There it lays out there. There it is. So unclean and defiled and diseased as it were. There lays that little old baby. It's unclean. Hey, friend, do you remember where God found you? You remember how unclean you were? Why, Isaiah 64, 6 said that all of our righteousness is like a filthy rag. We were unclean. I mean, filled full of sin. A wicked and lost without God in an unclean position. But notice, Father, not swaddled at all. The little baby was unclothed. It didn't have any clothes on it. It was naked before of the elements of the air. Oh, you know what? I can almost picture. I can almost see them vultures circling overhead. Man, they're getting ready to come down and just make a feast of this little old baby. I'll go a little further than that. You know what I believe about this baby? I believe it was D-E-A-D. I believe it was dead. Dead! You say, where do you find that? Well, why else would God tell it to live if it wasn't dead? I'll tell you this much. You were dead in trespasses and sins when God found you. Oh, listen, lost people this morning. They're dead. They're dead spiritually toward God. And that's where we were. Oh, we were unclothed. Do you remember it? Do you remember how naked you felt before God? When you get in a Holy Ghost meeting and power move and you try to hide. You want to stay away from godly people. I mean, they'd shine the light on you. And we didn't have no righteousness. We were unclothed. That's the picture of this little baby. Notice verse 5. None I pity thee. Nobody had pity on this little old baby. It was unwanted. Why, listen, it was unclaimed. Nobody would have it. Hey, mother, look here, mother. You wouldn't have picked this little old dead baby up and pulled it to your breast to nurture it. Oh, no. That's something repulsive. I mean, there it is. Unclean. And no eye pitied it. Nobody wanted anything to do with it. Leave it alone. It's dead. Let it go. That's probably what the devil was saying. They're dead. They ain't no good God. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Hey, friend. Listen, I wouldn't even have pitied myself. I'm such a wicked sinner. I was, I was a preacher's son. I was raised in church. But I was as wicked as hell itself. I mean, I listen. It seemed like none I pitied me. It's what it felt like. You know what? I guarantee you this morning. 
out there, they're waking up from a drunken stupor. They're coming out from under the sedation of the needle. They're waking up in their own vomit. They're waking up in roadhouses everywhere. And they feel like nobody loves them. Nobody cares. Nobody wants them. There's a world that's hurting and bleeding and dying for somebody, for somebody to care for them. There's the condition of that little baby. Notice, cast out into the open field. There it laid uncovered. There it was out in the open field, just laying out there all alone. Oh, that's where we were at in the field of sin. Out there in the field of sin, uncovered. But then notice something else. He said to the loathing of thy person. You know what that talks about? It talks about undesirableness. To the loathing of thy person. Oh, I'm glad you never saw me before I got saved. I'm glad you don't know me back yonder. None of you know me back yonder. Not Nobody in here knows me before I met the Lord Jesus Christ. Because they was, listen, if you'd have seen me, I was undesirable. I was just an undesirable old sinner. You wouldn't want to have been around me. Man, I couldn't keep a straight conversation with my own mother. I'd take God's name in vain, talk dirty. I, I was just wicked. I'd feel full of sin. I, I mean, there I was, listen, just so undesirable to the loathing of thy person. Hey, there's something, listen, repulsive about this little baby. There's something nauseating about this little baby. And everybody is just detesting it. Everybody's just seemingly going away from it. Nobody's doing anything. He said out there in the day that thou was born, that speaks to the unableness. The baby couldn't help itself. Now you get this right here. That baby couldn't help itself. That baby couldn't, look at me. That baby couldn't get up. That baby couldn't walk toward God. That baby couldn't wave toward God. That baby was dead. It was out there. It was unclothed, uncared for, unloved. Out there all alone. There it is. There it is. And it can't get to God. I'm going to tell you something else. That song Brother Kirk sung is so true. He came to me. I couldn't reach high enough up out of that pit I seek him in. But hallelujah, the grace of God tunneled down under where I was and caught me on the way out. Amen. He lifted me, friend. Oh, yes. He came where I was. I couldn't get to Him. And you couldn't either. You couldn't either. No, you wasn't seeking God. You wasn't seeking God. The Bible said there's none that seeketh after God. None. Why, all we like sheep have turned to our own way. We've gone our own way. The sheep's nature. It's a wonder father and father astray. But I'm glad he left the ninety and nine safe in the fold. And he came looking for that one little lamb that was lost. And I asked that little lamb, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. He came where I was, friend. He came where I was. Couldn't get to him. I tried. I tried religion. I tried Baptist religion. I tried independent Baptist religion. I mean, I tried it. And it didn't help me. It didn't help me. I tried rededication after that, and it never did help me. I tried it all. Oh, I couldn't get to him. Couldn't get to him. Now, now watch this. You see that little baby? Mothers, don't your heart move out that little baby. Mamas, don't your heart move out to it. There it is. Now it's laying there. It's helpless, hopeless, homeless, 
Nobody cares. There it is, just laying there. And there's the cord uncut. And there it is, so unclean. And nobody's having any pity on it. My God, somebody ought to do something. Somebody ought to do something right here. Somebody ought to do something. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad a holy God did do something. Amen. Look at verse 6. He said, And when I passed by thee, that saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, When thou wast in thy blood, that live. Yea, I said unto thee, When thou wast in thy blood, that live. Notice, here's the resource of grace. Oh, first you see there that reason or the operation. Here's the resources. Or, or here you see that grace going to work now. Here's the little baby all alone, helpless, hopeless. But God took notice of that little old baby. I'm glad God took notice of Abraham in the earth of the Chaldees. I'm glad God took notice of me one day. Amen. Watch this. Here it goes. And when I... And when I, there's the pursuer, there's the one that took the initiative. The little baby didn't take no initiative. God, God took the initiative. And when I, there's the pursuer. Amen. I looked that word pursue up the other day, and it means to follow in order to overtake, to capture, to seize, and to seek after, and to chase. Amen. That's what the Holy Ghost done for me. I'm glad God came looking for me one day. God, my trail friend. And the Holy Ghost began to deal with me, to chase after me, lay hold of me, and brought me with the handcuffs of love to the judicial bar of God. And God's amazing grace said, boy, if you'll accept my son, you can go free. I'm glad God pursued that. God got involved. God got involved. Man would say it's helpless, it's hopeless. Hey, nobody can do nothing. Baby's dead. Leave it alone. Let the vultures get it. Ain't no use. Gotta let it alone. That's what listen, that's what some of your family said about you before you got saved. That's what they thought about me before I got saved. They didn't want to see me coming to the Thanksgiving reunions. They didn't want to see me coming to Christmas time. No, they didn't want me around. You see, and when I there's the pursuer. But notice pass by. There's the provision. And when I pass by, aren't you, you remember, how many of you remember the day he passed by? You remember when he passed by? Hey, just like this. August 8th, 1976, quarter to 12 on a Sunday morning, in the, listen, in the kitchen floor of my mother's house, 24 years old, the Lord of glory, the high sheriff of heaven, turned down into Knox County, come down to Westland Drive, took 7919 and one half Westland Drive, pulled up in the carport, stepped through the door and I never heard it open, and met me between the, the kitchen and the living room, and said, I come for you, boy. It's now or never. And when I pass by, there's the provision. Aren't you glad he came? He didn't have to save you, friend. He didn't have to come where you was. He didn't have to. But by his grace and his love and mercy, he came. He came. 
came. You remember there in Luke 10? That old Levite walks by and looks down in there and said, I can't help that boy. Law said, there ain't no hope for him. And that old priest comes by. The priest looks at him and said, man, religion can't help him. He's hopeless. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. Amen, amen. Came where we were. There is the pursuer. And there's the provision. But watch this. And when I pass by thee, thee, there is the pursuit. There's the one he was after. He said, I pass by thee. Amen. Hey. I don't know who else got saved on August the 8th, 1976. I was about four and a half billion people in the world, they tell me, on that date. But I'm glad he came looking for me that day. Amen. I mean, he called me and dealt with me personally, friend. He came for me. Came for me. Think about that. Hey, if that ever dawns on your soul, that the God of glory and all of His holiness that, and all of His righteousness, that He came where you was, that, uh, seeking you to have fellowship, that, where He could save you and bring you in the family of God. Amen. Passed by thee. Oh, there's the pursuit. But then notice, and by the way, let me throw this in. It's the potter that goes looking for clay. Clay ain't never got up out of the riverbed and went looking for the potter. Clay ain't never got up out of that old riverbed and went walking in and said, Here I am, potter. You can take me and make something out of me. No, the potter sees a need for clay. And he goes out there with the rake of grace and the shovel of love that digs down through the old top of that world and throws the world off, gets in there, and he cuts him out a hunk of clay. Amen from out of the riverbed. The potter goes looking for the clay. Shepherd goes looking for the lost sheep. Hey, you getting the story? Amen. Amen. You say, what are you preaching? I'm preaching the Bible. That's what I'm preaching. Hey. Oh, yeah. I'll pass by thee. Thee. Watch this. And I saw thee polluted in thine own blood. He said, I see the pollution. There's the place. He said, I see the pollution. I saw it. There's that little baby. And God passes by. And He sees it. He sees it in that pollution. Oh, I saw thee when thou wast in that pollution. Hey, friend, if it ever dawns on you, listen to me. And when you get saved, and if you ever start to try to draw nigh unto God, the closer I get to God in these days, the wickeder I see myself. You hear me? The wickeder I see. How wicked and defiled and wretched this old flesh really is. You talking about polluted? You talking about, listen, a stench? Hey, friend. Oh, oh, look, little baby out there. I seen you when you was in your blood. I seen you out there. You remember what you remember the condition you was in when God found you? Hey, y'all ain't always sat here in real nice suits and ties. You ladies ain't always wore pretty dresses. You've always not sat together like this. No. Somebody used to wake up in the mornings and wipe the matter out of your eye and the vomit off your face and look around and say, What have I done? Where have I been? What's, whose blood is this on me? What's happened? And oh, oh, we wouldn't want to tell where all we've been and what we've done. But God saw us in that condition. And yet He, yet he came. <laughs> saw us! Hell deserving, wicked, filthy sinners. And yet He came! 
When I pass by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood. There you see the place and the pollution. And now watch this. Here's the power of grace. Here's the power of grace. He said, I saw thee in thine own blood. He said, I said, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. Here's the power of grace. Now religion can't do this. Religion can't do it. I tell you, and I ain't trying to make ain't make nobody mad. I ain't trying. Masonic lodge can't get, do this for you. The Shriners can't do it. I mean, listen, your mama and papa can't do it for you. I, I, he said, I passed by, saw thee polluted in thine own blood, and I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, he said, I said, live. I live. I live. That little baby's dead. I see the blueness of the fingernails. I see its little body. It's just in a stance. It's there. Its eyes are set. And God said to that little old bitty baby, which is the type of Israel, He said, I said unto thee when thou wast in thy blood, I live. I live. I'm talking about the power of grace. You say, what happened, preacher? I'll tell you what happened. I believe fingernails begin to move. Our toes were to twitching. And the little baby said, that. Hallelujah. And life had been given. Amen. And God's grace, brother, had prevailed. There I was, friend. I was in my pollution. I was dead in trespasses. I tried to reach up, but I couldn't get up high enough. I tried to climb out of the pit. I get about the top, and the devil stomped my fingers, and I slide back in. But hallelujah for that day when God passed by where I said and said, "Love, love." Amen, amen, amen. And I've been a living ever since. He resurrected me out of the graveyard of sin. Brought me up free. I've been a living ever since. Do you see it? Live. Live. Oh, there we were. There you were. You were, you could, you see it? You're dead. Dead in trespasses and But oh, you, the Holy Ghost has been convicting you of working on you and drawing you and wooing you. You couldn't even figure out what else was going on. And what is this strange spirit? Why am I afraid to die and don't want to live? Why am I so miserable? What's wrong with me? God was a moving and wooing and a dealing. That, I remember that morning. I remember that morning as well as yesterday. It's been almost 15 years ago. I've been under conviction for weeks. 24 years old. My dad's been dead three months now. I'm a preacher dad. I turned the radio on to the Calvary broadcast church. church. I turned it off. It seemed like one voice said, go get your buddies, go party, smoke dope, get high, and let's have a big time. I didn't know what to do. And I started to cross that floor in the Holy Ghost. God spoke, not an audible voice, but God spoke in my heart and said, it's now or never, boy. I'll come for you. The son, my knees buckled. My elbows buckled. I fell down on that floor. I went to confession. I went to repenting. And finally, I squalled, screamed, and cried. Done everything I know to do. And finally, I didn't know what all to say. Hey, man, if you have to say the right words to go to heaven, just consign me to hell. Because I didn't know what all to say. This crowd tells you you got to do step one, step two, step three, step four, and play all the right words. They ain't got good sense. 
Hey, all I know, I feel he dealt, and I'd done everything I know to do. Finally, I said, Lord, if there's anything left to me, you can have me. I said, Lord, forgive me and take me. I want you. And I cannot explain what happened, but tears of sorrow turned into tears of joy. And deep down in my soul, it felt like I'd had a spring back. And the burden of sin was rolled away. And hey, man, to God, I just got saved. Saved. And he said, Live. I love. That's what brought me out. Power of grace. Power of grace. But it is. That's what saved you. Wasn't your goodness? No, no. Wasn't your church membership? Water baptism? No. Power of God's grace. Power of God's grace. You remember? You remember when he did it? <laughs> you remember when he did it? Let me tell you about my, when my daddy got saved. I listened to daddy preach. I speak because I met Ford, Virginia. Man, I got such a blessing. I listened to him preaching. I got to think about when he told when he got saved. Daddy was 27. Old drunkard, hellraiser, I mean a thug and an outlaw. About anything you think of, he was. He'd leave me and Mama at the house I wasn't before. He'd leave us and Daddy'd be gone all weekend. Right? Crowds and party. And he'd come back in. Come crawling back in on Sunday night. Said June, that's my Mama's name. He said, I ain't going to do it no more. June, I ain't going to do it no more. I won't spend the money no more. And my Mama's daddy was a preacher over Brother Hardyville. Boy, my daddy went to a graveyard, you know, heard a preacher say one verse that rung his mind. It's appointed unto man wants to die, and after this, the judgment. Three weeks, God took that, and I mean, he convicted my daddy, oh, no, no. It's appointed unto man wants to die, and after this, the judgment. Man, he thought he was going crazy. He couldn't sleep at night. He didn't want to live. It was miserable. Point on the man. What's to die? And that's this the judgment. He's seen himself laying in that casket. Nobody's going out to meet God one day. Finally, finally one night, he said, you can get busted. She said, where are we going? He said, we're going to catch a bus. Didn't have no car back in. He said, she said, where are we going? He said, we're going to go up and see your daddy. We're going to go see Pete. That's my papa's name. He said, I can't take it no more. i got to find out what's wrong with me. Went up there. <laughs> Went up there at old Papa Bell's house. My papa was sitting out in the front yard in the glider and had his Bible in his lap. And when we stepped off the bus, he jumped up and said, Hog, that's what they call daddy. He said, Hog, I knew you was coming. I knew you was coming. Boy, I've been praying. Hallelujah. In that little old, bro- old garage on Brock Avenue, God's amazing grace came down and said to a 27-year-old thug and outlaw, hoolum and rebel, I love, I love. Any time a sinner gets saved, it's God's grace that moves on the scene and says, Real! You say, preacher, I ain't got no idea what you preach about. You better consider about getting saved. Amen. Amen. Now i got to hurry and get done. Oh, Lord, look at verse number 8. Get down to verse 8 and 9 down through here. Here's the outcome of grace. You see the operation, you see the origination, and you see the outcome. I'm glad, that, I'm glad God didn't leave that little baby out there all by itself. He didn't leave it out there and say, all right, you can live now and do the best you can. Don't let you do, just do the best you can. Sow you some fig leaves. Find you something to wear. Do the best. No, man. Notice. He said in verse number 8, when I passed by thee, there's the condescension. That's where he came. He said, thy time was the time of love. There's compassion. Lord, I'd have thought it was anything but the time of love. I didn't know, man, I was miserable. I didn't know what in the world, but it was the time of love when God saved me. When you got saved, it was the time of love, compassion. Notice what he said. He said, I spread my skirt over thee. God said, I spread my skirt over thee. There's the claiming. He said, I'm going to claim you, little baby. 
Nobody wants you. You've been aborted and left out of here all alone. And I've resurrected you and give you life. And I'm going to claim you. And God just took the skirt of His grace and He covered that little old baby. <laughs> Woo! I get to thinking about Boaz and Ruth. I get to thinking about Ruth laying down at the feet of Boaz and Ruth, chapter number three. She's a laying down there. Boaz woke up at midnight and said, Who art thou, my damsel? She said, I'm Ruth. And she said, You're a near kinsman redeemer. Spread thy skirt over me. And he said, Ruth, I'm going to do it. And he claimed Ruth for his own. I ain't worthy. I ought to be in hell. I ought to be in the hottest region of hell. But glory to God and the Lamb forevermore. He claimed me as his own. Claimed me. Claimed me. So I spread my skirt over thee. Claimed that little baby, but look a little further. He said, I covered thy nakedness. He said, I covered you. What do you think he did? Went to the Salvation Army and the Goodwill. You directly went to the yard and and got some clothes for this baby. Not on your life. He went in the closets and the wardrobe rooms of grace and got the best garments out. Begin to clothe that little old girl. Begin to clothe her and deck her like you ain't never seen a little old girl deck. You say, you don't look like much today, preacher. You don't look like much of sweating up there in that old suit saw and your clothes. Yeah, but you can't see, you can't see that inner garment I'm wearing. I got a new coat on. <laughs> I got a tailor-made coat, buddy. Hey, man, it's good in the cold, good in the summer. Oh, yes, I'm talking about the imputed righteousness of the Lord. But I clothe thy nakedness. Clothe it. And then another something else. He said, I entered into a covenant with thee. Here's the covenant. He said, Israel. He said, little baby, I'm going to make a covenant with you. He said, Abraham, I'm going to bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. Man, I got to think about that the other day. I'm flying three flags in the back of my car. I got an American flag on one side. I got the Christian flag on the other. And I got an Israeli flag right in the middle. Hallelujah. Man, I'm going to bless every Jew I ever meet. Hey, may, may, the God, may the God of Abraham's blessings be on you Jews. I try to remember to pray for the peace of Jerusalem daily. Amen. God entered into a covenant with him, Jews. But you know what else when he saved me? He entered into a covenant with me. <laughs> that old Shulamite girl said, I am my beloved. And he is mine. And his matter over me is love. I'm in a covenant relationship. Notice. He said, thou becamest mine. There's the confirmation. He said, you're mine. You're mine. And do you understand? Look at me. Do you understand this morning how we're here? We're here. Oh, you say, preacher, I ain't nothing. You say, preacher, I flop around and I fail. Well, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. I flop and I fail and I make mistakes. You know what you do if you walk around all the time on your tiptoes? You know, you stand on your tiptoes for a while. You know what's going to happen? I'll stand here for a little while now on my tiptoes. Make you look taller than I really am. You know what's happening right now? Right the back of my cage is starting to hurt. If I stand still long enough, I'll start toddling. I can't hardly stand up. But if you'll just stand flat-footed, just realize, there you are. Good flat, there's a good platform right there. Just, you know what we got today? We got a lot of these Christians walking around. Tiptoeing. Trying to be taller than everybody else. We just need it. You remember when you was a little old boy? Remember when you was a little old boy? Growing up, I remember this well. I'd say, Mama, measure me, measure me, Mama. She'd put that right there, buddy. I'd come back the next day and say, measure me, Mama. She'd say, same place. I'd start easing up. She'd say, get off them tiptoes. I'd come back down. You know what we try? We're trying to be taller than everybody else. I'm going to tell you what we need to do. We just need to be who we are. And say, God, I ain't worthy. 
God, listen, we have to wait we get worthy to shout. We ain't never going to shout. I ain't a shout no my worthiness. I'm shouting on His worthiness. Oh, yes. Entered into a covenant with me. Claimed me from my own. I'm about done. I got to hurry. He said that became a smile and a confirmation. Look, verse 9, I washed thee with water. I washed thee with water. Can you see God? Can you see God as it were taking that little old baby? Do you see God's handkerchief? No wash rag of love. And he dips it over here in mercy and grace. He just begins to wash the matter out, wash them little fingernails, and wash that little body down. See? Hey, don't don't forget how far God's brought you. We were talking about it last night at the table. You know, we 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 were talking about that verse where Simon Peter said, He that lacketh these things is blind, he cannot see afar off him hath forgotten that he was purged from his own sins. Listen, that don't mean you can get to a state that you can forget you have been saved. I didn't what they're talking about. I've heard it all my life. I didn't what they're talking about. Peter said you add to your faith virtue, devotion, virtue, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness. You add these seven Christian graces to your life. And then he said, he that hath these things, he'll have an abundant entrance and he shall never fall. And then he said, but he that lacketh these things is blind. The word blind there implies nearsighted. And he cannot see afar off. See, that's my condition. Physically, I'm nearsighted. I can't see good out there. And a lot of people have got that kind of condition spiritually, and I've had it too. All I could see was right where I was at, and I couldn't see where back goddamn that boy was, where God brought me from. Amen. Amen. We've got to remember, oh, listen, remember how far God brought us. You see what I'm saying? He said, he said, I washed you with water. How many times has God took the water of the Word? How many times has God took His so precious book? Just washed me. Just washed me. Got off all that junk. Begin to clean me up a little bit. Remember that old life soap? How many of you remember life soap? Yeah. Make it out there in them old, them old, them old black kennels back up in the mountains like life soap. Scrub you. Scrub you down. But I didn't even feel good, did it? I said, that soap was rough. But it did the job. It cleans you. Sometimes it feels a little rough. God's just trying to get the dirt off of us. Look, and I'm about done. He said, I anointed thee with all. I anointed thee. <laughs> Amen to God. When Rebecca, our first child, was born, she's nine now. When Rebecca was born, wasn't long ago, she had cradle cat. And maybe you know what I'm talking about. Cradle cat. You lady? Cradle cat. Little flaky things in her hair and everything. I said, Lord, what's wrong with you? She's going to die. She got a disease. But I said, no, just cradle cat. I said, what you going to do? She got down that old Johnson's oil. She pour it in her hands and she just take that oil and she just rub Rebecca's hair. You know what else she do? I see her take it oil sometimes just rub it on Rebecca's face, cross her arm, just make her shine. I said, man, that makes her just look so pretty. Hey, he said, I anointed thee with oil. I anointed thee with oil. I would to God this week that the anointing oil of heaven would come down and anoint us all. Just anoint us afresh. Anointing I don't know much. I really don't. I don't know much about the anointing of God. But I had it since a little bit of it. I tell you this much. I like it. I like it, buddy. I like it. Anointed thee with oil. He closes it out. Now, verse number. Let's lay apart that verse. Verse number. What is it down there? Verse 12. He said, a beautiful crown I put on your head. Put a crown on your head. 
said, I crowned you, little baby. You're mine, man. How do you don't know it? Hey, you can't sit this morning. You never believe we're in here is wearing a crown, a crown of ownership. We belong to him. Would you give me three more minutes and I'll be done. We'll go eat. I smell the food. I'm about to starve death. I ain't had no breakfast. It smells good, I'm telling you. Look at verse number 14. And he said, And thy renown, yes, well, this thy renown went forth among the heathen, for thy beauty was perfect through my coming of which I put upon thee, saith the Lord. There's the recognition of grace. Are you listening? There's the recognition. What do you mean, preacher? He said, In thy renown, now, the word renown means thy distinguished standing, thy regal position. It means thy faith. And thy renown went forth among the heathen. Where does that apply to me? Okay. Look at me. Listen to me now and look for it. Sometimes we act like we ain't nobody. Sometimes, you know, just say, well, you know, I'm just a poor little old Christian. Hey, man, we ain't poor. And we ain't poor. Hey, you may live in a shack with a railroad track. You may have, listen, uh, cardboard in your shoes. You, you, you may have, uh, uh, listen, some kind of seed sack as a curtain. Hey, you're not poor if you're saved. You're an heir and a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And thy renown went forth among the heathen. Well, it wasn't long. I got saved that Sunday morning. I come back to work that next Monday. I had three haircuts in one week. <laughs> come back in soaking the King James Bible, and they thought I'd done smoke so much dope, I'd look crazy. I come and soaking that Bible in. They said, what in the world's the matter with you? You don't even look like the same boy. I, I said, thank you. I said, I got, I didn't know what happened. I said, I got right with God. I got right with God. And man, it spread out through that whole plant. That him guys got to ride them forklifts, come by and looking, and just kind of look in there at me. And I'd wave at them. And said, hey, I want to tell you about Jesus. Here they go. My renown, my distinguished standing, my regal position has been made known among the heathen. Hey, we don't have to bow our heads. You say, well, preacher, I don't drive a fine car. You say, preacher, I don't have new clothes. Oh, listen, but you're a child of the king. Amen. You say, well, we don't look like much this morning. No, we ain't come into our inheritance yet. Amen. The, the wheel just ain't been red yet. You wait till we get home on the other side. I listen to my daddy and I'm full of I, I know I'm taking a long time. Man, I waited a long time to get here to preach. I've been trying to stand back to kill me. I listened to daddy yesterday coming down the road. He's telling, see, my, my daddy never seen me get saved. My daddy never knows this out of eternity that I got saved. I believe it made news in heaven when I got saved. <laughs> I believe his daddy is over there shouting and screaming and worshiping and blessing the Lord. I believe on that morning, August the 8th, 1976, somebody hollered out in heaven and said, Jim, seek. He said, praise in the county boy over here by the grace of God. And they said, Jim, your boy, your boy just got saved. And I believe he said, I know he's coming all along. <laughs> Hallelujah, I can hear him shout. <laughs> he died of praying for me. He died laying hold of God for me. But look here. I remember I heard him preach another day. He's talking about how they used to have to wear a pace board in his shoes. Work on a parking lot. Park cars for a living. Just made a little about forty or fifty dollars a week back then. He parked cars. Big doctors and lawyers and big time preachers coming in, you know, in their big old cars. And daddy's hands were dirty from handling money. He'd try to make change for him. He had scripture verses all over that little old shack that he stayed in. He'd try to hide the word of God in his heart. He'd try to preach revival at night. And I remember going in some of the more 
50 model Fords. I remember some of them. I remember knots on the cars. And we have to have prayers and say, God, now don't let these cars go flat. we got to go preach. Knots on the side of them old cars. Hubcaps and plows. Oh, I remember them days as a little old boy. But then on that same tape, he said, now God, he said, I tried to honor God, and God's honored me. He was telling this stuff up in Virginia. There in my daddy's latter two years, three years of my dad's ministry, God got an old strip miner from out of Oliver Springs, Tennessee. He got that old strip miner, Brother Allen, and brought him to my church. Old man loved God. Millionaire. Most high millionaire. They nobody know what his worth. And he wanted to go with my daddy to ever meet daddy went to. And daddy said, I'd take him. He said, he said, daddy said, I'd take my own, daddy said, I'd take my own daddy. He said, they shot the house down and said, my, my granddaddy said, well, what much going on was again? Daddy said, didn't even like to take my own daddy. He didn't care much about it. He didn't think it was much happening. He said, I'd take old man Allen. He didn't say that disrespectfully. He said, I'd take the old man, brother Allen. And he said, old man Allen. I said, preacher, Lord, he said, sometimes they wouldn't be tears. Them old mountain churches. Old man Allen would say, Preacher, glory to God. John the Baptist couldn't tie your shoes in that big gym. He said, You pushed her down, boy. He said, That old man loved God, that old millionaire. He said, One day we was walking down Gay Street. That's the main street in Knoxville. We they changed the name, but it's Gay Street. They walking down Gay That's where Daddy used to work. See. That's where Daddy and Billy Kelly used to go to them pool halls and shoot pool and lay drunk up there. He said, as I was walking down the street, beside one of the Lord's children, a millionaire, and he said, it just dawned on me that I was a child of the king. Stand and if you've been saved by grace, my father owns it all. And you know how we got in all this? By grace. By grace. By grace. A recognition, brother. A recognition. All of I want Brother Kurt to come to me this morning. And I want him to sing that song. Brother Kurt just sing about the blind and the cripple. All this happens when Jesus passes by. I want you to sing the God the glory of God. Sing it from your heart. I want you hey, blessed be God, I could have been a real doctor. I could have been in the Department of Correction. I was headed that way. I ought to have been there. And Brother Kurt, that I ought to have been in hell. How would it be in hell? God's grace came where I was and saved me and brought me to the family of God. If you're here this morning, Lord, if you're here unsaved, Jesus died to save you, sinner. He died to save you. He wants to save you. And then if you're here this morning, listen to me. If you're here this morning, you're just at a low ebb spiritually. I mean, you know, just at a low ebb and you're in the valley. Maybe you're depressed and discouraged. And maybe you say, Lord, I'd like to go higher with you. But all this can happen when Jesus passes by. And I'm going to say what I believe. I believe he's a passing by this morning. I believe he's a passing by. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. What do you need from the Lord? What do you need from the Lord this morning? What do you want Him to do for you this week? Mother, what do you need? Daddy, what do you need? Teenager, what do you need? Grandparents, what do you need? Oh, listen, would you obey God and Brother Kurt saying, Would you come if you need to be saved? What are you saying to me? Listen. Let her 
his plan. Oh, yes. And the captain is set free. A woman is reserved for her son did not die. All these things happen when Jesus passed by. Oh, why don't you come? When Some are coming. Jesus why don't you just come this morning if God when touches Jesus your heart? Passed by. He's passing by. Over all the heartache, the trouble, he the broken heart. and strife. To reach out, you can touch me, and he'll hear your cry. You'll know something happens when Jesus passed by. Another word in just a second. Poker's still coming. This is in the church. I believe God's going to do something this morning. I believe the sweet Holy Ghost is wanting to help the folks. He's wanting to minister to your heart today. Oh, please, lady. Please, lady. Maybe you've kind of forgotten where God found you. Your heart's grown a little cold. Why don't you get me all of this morning and say, Lord, I want to thank you for saving me. If you need help, will you come? Why, Brother Kurt, please. Will you come? Sing it.